Hey, you guys. So if you are listening, you're tuned in to the first official episode of Hex in the City with your host, none other than myself, Zuri Monet. I'm super excited to just jump right into this first episode. It's long overdue and we're going to be talking about some real shit today. Um, I have my god sister coming on. We're going to be recapping episodes of Insecure, talking about friendships and interpersonal relationships and how these relationships mirror back things in ourselves that we need to let go of, work on, fix, change. Um, And we're really going to be getting into acceptance, um, discomfort, and tension in interpersonal relationships and how we can learn from those things. So make sure you got your tea, you got your J, you got your drink, whatever you need to feel comfortable. We're about to take it there. It's Hex in the City. I hope you guys are ready. All right, y'all. So we're going to jump right into the first segment of the show. It's called The Conscious Coffee. And for this segment of the show, it's a moment for us to just get really intentional, talk about some real shit, um, and share what we're experiencing in our individual spaces, in our own situations, especially um, during quarantine where people are feeling crazy. So since we're going to be talking about real shit, I thought it would only be appropriate to bring a real ass bitch on the show. (laughs) My god sister, Nita, Um, she's here and I'm happy that she's here. And she came like no questions asked to have this conversation. We're going to be talking about Insecure and some other things. So Nita's here. And hey y'all! I can't wait to talk about insecure. Yes, we're gonna just let's just start talking <laughs> about insecure. Okay, so two episodes mm-hmm. um, that felt like five minutes. Right. Um, okay. The first episode was a little longer than the second episode, which is kind of weird. But yeah, the first episode was thirty-four minutes, and when I look back at my HBO now, the second episode was twenty-six minutes. Like. What? And this is a network that doesn't have commercials. So I don't understand why four minutes is being lost. Well, they do do the wind down after. So maybe we're sacrificing. Oh, I haven't seen the wind down yet. Yeah, the wind down is cute, but it's kind of like, I don't really feel like I've even had enough to wind down. Like, I only had 20 minutes. Save this wind down and give me episode. But anyway. So um, when I thought about the what I wanted the first episode to be about I started thinking about like relationships tension in relationships any type of relationship friendship family intimate um and how we act and behave when our closest relationships start to feel uncomfortable and I went right to thinking about the first episode of Insecure because there were some uncomfortable moments in the friendship well first of all there were uncomfortable moments period so I don't want to give spoiler but by now it's like is the safe to get swollen in? Mm. Is it safe? Yeah, it's safe. I'll try Pass. to. I'll try to pass it. I'll if you try to watch it. Yeah. Oh well. Okay, so <laughs> on the first episode, we saw we we saw characters after not seeing them for two years. So everybody's in this new space in life. Issa is um, hosting this event, and being Issa, kind of overwhelmed, just trying to make sure that shit. Is successful and it's super awkward. Right. But um, at the end of the episode, we saw this moment between Molly and Issa where she made a comment about just the way that Issa moves and basically saying that she's messy. 
Yeah, like um, she likes drama. Like she likes drama. And it was an uncomfortable moment. You see, like Issa basically withdraw. Like you see the tension. You know when somebody says something in a friendship or you feel a type of way, like you can see it on camera. Mm-hmm. So um, I started thinking about that. And then when the second episode came around, so first of all, People wore Molly out after the first episode. People wore Molly out. Were you one of those people? No. I really, like... I wasn't, like, going off. I was just kind of, like... I wasn't really going off. That's how she feels. That she could interpret it that way because, of you know, you're just always, like... Your ex is, like, in your life still. And, like, you choose to have that energy around you. But it's just kind of like, why are you as her friend saying that? It was maybe like, the delivery. Kind of judgmental. I think it was, it was the, the the delivery. I also think maybe people thought it was selfish because she said it at her event and there were other she moments that she after, were trying to make. She? I mean, it, they were cleaning up, so I guess it was still. Yeah, it's not like she was like, said it during the event. And she didn't say it during the event. I don't really, I wasn't really mad at her. Yeah. As mad as some people were. And they were going in, like comparing her to Tony Childs, like saying, you know, Tony Childs from Girlfriends, mm-hmm. Joan's best friend. And I thought Tony Childs was way worse, worse. of a friend like than yeah. Molly. Molly cool as shit. Molly's cool. People say her character is flat, but Tony Childs was giving selfish boots, mm-hmm. self-serving, like shallow. I mean, she was really a bad friend. And it <laughs> took till like whatever season that was. Remember the season when Tony, I mean, uh, Joan was finally like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. And like that season was about them not being friends. So I don't think that Molly is that bad, but I guess that's just how they interpret, how people interpret interpret it or whatever. So anyway, so I thought it was interesting because the first episode we end with Molly making a comment and people are kind of like, Oh, that's a terrible friend. Like she needs to be chalked. She needs to be canceled. You know, we live in cancel culture, so it's like if somebody does one thing we don't right. like, they're canceled. Um, and then after the second episode, we kind of saw something similar happen where Issa made a comment to Molly about the way she was moving in these streets, and she was like, "Oh, like she didn't like that." And I, Oop. and I, Oop. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so this is basically the same thing that we saw happening in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And people were over Molly. Or maybe people just in general don't care for her the same way they care about Issa because she's a central character. But I'm like, it kind of seems like they're just mirroring. They're mirroring something here. Like, y'all yeah. both are kind of saying the same thing. I mean, it's not the same thing, but you're saying like, girl, you always complain about something. I'm starting to think you just love some mess. And then it's like, oh, you keep in with a bunch of dr- dramatic people. I feel like you love mess. Y'all are basically saying the same thing. So is it really... That there's a problem, or are y'all just kind of mirroring back to each other what the other person is See, doing? Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of times when people do things like, if somebody does something that makes you feel uncomfortable, because apart from a person literally being abusive or malicious, nine times out of ten, if if something makes us feel uncomfortable, it's either because that's showing us something about ourselves that we don't like, or showing us something that we experience that we don't like. It's not always about the other person. So it's like, right. if somebody does something to make you feel uncomfortable outside of just literal abuse or something malicious, then it's like, this probably has something to do with something else. Either right. that has to do with me or something that I experienced that I don't care for or something that's triggering. Um, I kind of felt like when Molly said what she said to Issa, I took it as like when Issa's reaction, of course, I knew she was like a little bit more reserved and like, feeling away, but I kind of took it as like she kind of was processing what Molly was no, saying. Like, kind of like, Remember when they were putting the trash in the trash can and she just was like barely saying it? She said, Molly said something to her and it was getting like, bitch, you're paid. Like, I'm over it. 
Yeah. And that's but, normal. When somebody does something to say something to hurt you, you withdraw. Like, yeah, and even but if you don't do the friendship in relationships. Issa was looking people. like, she was processing that shit like, she was you looking might like that. be right. But <laughs> when they went to say, oh, you think? Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's how I feel like, it's like, not really Because true. if you think about it, like, you don't have to be so like this is my friend like you don't have to do that but she is messy though i mean i won't say she's messy but like she's been involved in messy stuff so while and and mommy has too right that's what i'm saying so it's like i that's what i'm saying i didn't feel like it was bad but i think the point i i'm just i don't know i I really feel like i'm just honestly gagging that people were so mad at her because i wasn't mad i wasn't mad too And, and then i seen that like the girl that plays Molly or whatever posted a picture saying like people was coming at Molly's neck. And I was like, for real? Like, yes. I saw people going off. They were memes of her giving Tony Childs. And I was just like, I didn't really feel that way. But I guess we could go on and on talking about that. But really what what linked it for me was like that moment when you're in a relationship, whether it's a friendship or somebody you're dating or family, and you just feel uncomfortable about the way that somebody has been handling you. So these mm-hmm. these situations could have just been like one-off things, even though a lot of people are saying like, this is a long time coming over the past four seasons. Is their friendship going to survive? I don't know if they would go that route, like as production, like would they go that route and make it like part of a season where Molly and Issa weren't cool? I guess that could be something, but like- I think so, because you remember in the beginning of the first um, episode, Issa be like, I'm over Molly for real. Like, if you really pay attention to what she's saying in the beginning when she's on the phone, and then it say, and then it goes back to like four months before the oh, block party. Yeah, but she was on the phone. So you think that's the, like foreshadowing that maybe they won't be? Cool. Yeah, like they they just gonna end up beefing because they might, and maybe that's why they're because I feel like it's obvious themes of like tension in the in the friendship in the first first episodes, and there's other things going on too. But yeah, but I feel like as girlfriends, that happens. That, right? happens. that happens, and I don't think. And so, one thing my best friend said earlier, she's like, "I don't like that happens in relationships. That doesn't mean that the relationship has to end." Yeah, it so depends it just on depends what... on the people and how they handle yeah. it. So that's why I'm thinking like that moment when you, because it's it's a different moment when you first start to reckon. You could have been friends with this person for ten years, and then one day you look up, you start to be like, hmm. I don't like, you know, like something started to rub you the wrong way. So it's yeah. the beginning, but then flash forward when you get to the point where you're like, this is really putting a bad taste in my mouth. Like, when does it become, how do you know it's too, like, how do you know when it's too much? When the person has tried you too much in a relationship or friendship, how do you know when too, when it's enough? I, I think, I think you know when it's enough when they're repeating. Repeating. The repeating. same thing that you've already discussed. So wait, prior. so discussion, so let's just. Stop, stop there discussion is a part of this because if you started to notice stuff you you say that you would address it with somebody you like have to i feel friend, like you have to do that you have to do it but what about the times when i kind of feel like that's my go-to method of communication is like being direct and discussing and explaining and giving Eon LeVan's that. But that only works if a person has self-awareness. So like, say you have a friend and you start to notice like, this bitch is a liar. Like she's lying and I don't really like that. Do you think that she would be able to confront somebody and be like, girl, you've been lying like shit. And they're going to be like, you right. I'm a liar. You know what I mean? Like, how do you know? I mean, I don't really. <laughs> when, how, how do you know when it's appropriate to like confront somebody about something? 
I guess if you start to feel uncomfortable and you feel like it's risking the status of the relationship, especially when it comes to like dating too, like you're not going to like everything that somebody does. So you don't have to mention something every time, but if it gets to the point where you feel like this is not something I can accept, or Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able, I don't feel comfortable or safe in this relationship or friendship. If this is happening, that's when you make the decision to say something. So you say something, confront the person and depending on how they respond to your grievances is going to play a role in like how you know if it's too much. Cause some people could be like, well, lying is a more black and white thing. Like if you're lying, you're lying. But say I feel that you're doing something that's hurtful or something that I don't rock with, but you don't feel that way. Like you don't feel like it's that big of a deal. Am I wrong or are you wrong? Should I have even brought it up? Is my place to be telling somebody like, oh, you doing X, Y, and Z and I don't fuck with that. Do I have to? Because sometimes I feel like I've kind of been like, when you notice something after a certain amount of time, especially if you've addressed it or you just kind of be like, some things about people you have to just kind of accept. If they're not like harmful to you, it's just like, that's just kind of what sis gives. And that's just and my if thing. Not, if you're willing to, it just all depends on what right, you're willing, what you're to, willing accept. to accept. So and as long as it's not. not hurting you, but you just kind of like, mm, she gives that from time to time. Because I think it's like a balance between being judgmental. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there could be some things about me that a person could be like, mm, I just don't. But that could be, that could be me just being myself. And I maybe not even realize that that's something that, that somebody. person don't like. But if it gets to the point where they feel like they don't. Hey, at the end of the friend. day, you can't please nobody. So you just look, some people could not go like something about you. It just could be people yeah. going to love the same thing about you that they didn't like. So I right. don't know. You just got to, it's just all depends on what you're willing to accept and what you're not willing to accept. If you will, it just. Mm. So it's just your, your limit. Yeah, your, your tolerance. tolerance and your limit. So what do you think are some signs that you're reaching a breaking point? And this is for friendships or relationships. Like, what are some signs? I feel like for me, just feeling fucking drained. Like, yeah, feeling just drained, feeling, like you're just, getting nowhere. Like, just feeling like shit for like a couple of days. Feeling like, for drained. more than... For more than a little while. Yeah, and feeling like this while. person is constantly draining you. Yeah, you you just got to get to a point where you have to get, like, be fed up. That's what. And I honestly feel like if you're draining somebody as a friend, I think it's easier for your nigga to drain you. Like, because you have a more intimate relationship. And you... Yeah. If your friend that you're not laying down with every night and something is draining you, that bitch must really be draining. Because it's like, you don't have to... You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to... Go right. home with her every night or, I mean, it's still a friendship. It's not saying that a boyfriend is more important than a friend, but it's just kind of like on a day to day, you're not really dealing with that person that much. So if a person is draining you from their fucking home address, like where they at, they're draining, like for real. I don't yeah. know, I guess. I guess it also depends on. I think it depends on your, your part, what you, what's draining to you. Yeah, because what somebody can hit me up and be like, "Oh, I'm sick. I need you to come do whatever," and I could get up and go and cook for them, and then, but the next person be like, "This bitch won't think I'm gonna be coming cooking for her and doing this stuff. I don't have time to be doing all that." So I guess it depends on. Man, what? for me, I love my friends, so I'd be willing to do whatever you know, for my friends. People, I would be willing to hang out with my friends before I be trying to hang out with the bay sometimes. Yes, yeah. I'm not really like I just kind of feel like, but my because I just kind of feel like my friends. 
Especially the I've ones never had that no I've draining been... friendships with women. I've never had draining friendships with women. I've I know some people who have been draining, but they weren't like super close to me. So I was just like, yeah, she's a little draining, but she's not that close. I've to had me. draining friendships, and I didn't notice that after we weren't friends that there was because you're like, yeah. you didn't know the air that you weren't getting. Yeah, like, I can't so breathe. Kind of like, damn. I'm kind of good without them. And I just kind of thought when I was friends with them that I could, I don't see us not being friends. I don't think I ever felt drained. I feel like once certain friendships ended with women, I realized like I didn't really need that friendship. So it's not like they weren't draining me, but it was like, you didn't really add. I didn't feel like a loss. You know, some people when they're not in your life or if you're at odds with them, like you don't like that. Like you don't want, you value them. So you don't want, to risk them not being in your life or y'all not being on the same page. And some people you could kind of just like let go of or y'all fall out and you'd be like, mm, nothing, didn't never skip the beat. Like my life is still going on the same. Right. Still. Still out here thriving. <laughs> yeah. Still thugging. Still thugging. Yeah. Um, I think the important thing is just kind of like being able to understand the difference between somebody like blowing you and being able to look at situations to know when it has something to do with you as well. Like, I think it's easy for us to really like point the blame and be like, this person did this, that, and the third. But most of the time, there's something for you to take out of a situation. Even if it's like somebody did something, you stopped fucking with them, mm-hmm. and that was just that. But there's still something in that to take away from mm-hmm. something about yourself. It takes um, time to realize that, it does because initially it you you don't feel that way. Yeah, and it, it also just requires the like emotional over intelligence. It. Yeah. <laughs> it requires emotional intelligence to be able to reflect. Periods. So I think mm-hmm. that's just part of the problem. Like, I think for us, we feel like that. Well, for me, I think that these things are normal just because most of the people who I fuck with have emotional intelligence, can self reflect, can have conversations, are able to be vulnerable. Like these are not superpowers, but as I'm learning, like. These are not normal things that yeah, majority of people know how to do. Thing, so yeah. I think my ego kind of gags a little bit when I'm like, why can't you just say how you feel? You know what I mean? Like, what? why is that so hard? But it's like, that's easy for you. But everybody doesn't have those tools. To me, it doesn't really, it's like, I know it's a tool. And like, when you're doing work on yourself, you know, you know, you're doing work. So, you know, it's not just like an overnight thing. You understand that. But it also just kind of feels normal to want to work want to be better i guess so when people just ain't there it's a little gaggy Mm. but that's That's another show so (laughs) yeah all right so y'all we're going to come back for our next segment we're still here it's hex in the city so yeah hex in the city (laughs) all right y'all so we're back um we're going to jump into some questions. Back in this thing. Back in this thing. We're talking about discomfort in interpersonal relationships and how you act when shit don't feel right. Mm. And how are you being an mm. adult and dealing with people who oh are either mirroring back some shit that you need to see or somebody that needs to just get on going about their business. So we have some questions that we're going to get to. Um, so our first question is, is a relationship or friendship real if you've never gone through an adversity? So how do you really know if somebody's really real if you ain't never been through anything like that? Is it real? I think you can solidify. That's when you solidify, like, all right, 
this about to be my friend for a little longer than I expected. Like, you got fucking arrested. Like. But there are friends that I've that I've had that we've never went through nothing real, like, tough or, like, you know, where it was, like, testing our friendship. What does, but we've always had a good time together. So it's right. like, I they fuck still your her. Friend. Yeah, like, that's my friend. Does adversity mean that y'all are going through something between the two of y'all? Or does it mean that they were able to support you through something or you were able to support them? Like, y'all were getting through something together, not at odds. Does that make a difference? Because I don't think you, I think we're sometimes conditioned to feel like if it ain't a struggle, then it ain't real. So I don't think you need to actually go through something bad with the person, but there should be some level of like knowing that. I feel like as women, well, as far as like women, like your friendships, that's kind of like a given as far as like when you're going through things. I've never really had a girlfriend that didn't know how to handle. There's levels to being sensitive and like compassionate about. Oh, there are some people. I mean, and I guess people pick and choose who they want to be what way for. But I think there are some. I don't have a lot of people outside of this realm because most of the people who I say my friends and my girlfriends are also people who are my friends in a real ass way. Right, same. But if you just a homie, a fun girl, like you're giving <laughs> <laughs> you're giving shots and you're giving kiki and maybe we never been through anything real, but maybe I don't even expect that from you. So it's like, does that mean you're not yeah. my girlfriend? So it's like Or is it, it you depends. just on a different tier of friends? Different tier. But it could still be real. Lower just, tier. And, but yeah, you're giving... Yeah. Giving lower. Because yeah. I'm not going to discredit, like, if, if you're somebody who I've had fun with and, you know, that's what it is, I'm not going to discredit you. Yeah, you good vibes. That. Yeah, you could like, be good vibes. That doesn't mean that it's not a real friendship. But, but I feel like in a relationship, that time. it's a little different because you don't really get to see somebody who somebody is until something real happens. Like, a person's going to be peaches and cream when everything is on up and up but if mm-hmm. somebody if a death happens if an inconvenience happens if you know something when okay, real yeah, life shit happens like that. then okay, it's like okay yeah. now i get to see who you really are because the sun is shining the sun is shining but like who are you if we got into an argument if you lost your job if you got you know like who are you during adversity and i feel like those are the moments when you can really mm-hmm. tell who a person is as well so yeah so to answer the question <laughs> Is it? Can you? It's not real. It ain't real if it ain't nothing real happening. If ain't if ain't no real shit happening, it's not a real. It's not a real. It's not a real team. It's not a real team. Yeah, I don't think it's. Yeah, I guess that's where we are. It's not real. If nothing, in my opinion, it's not. It's not given. And that doesn't have to be a bad thing in friendships. But if you are in something and you want it to be a real thing, you like. Because I kind of feel like that even deals with the Molly thing, too. She like, you know, when you feel serious about somebody, you kind of want something deeper. But she you didn't communicate want, that. Nah, now, I'm not talking about the way she communicated it. Oh. But just that issue in general where it's like, you ever been dating somebody and you feel like this is surface level? Like, well, I want to know. I want to yeah, feel something like, more real. Like, that's how yeah, you can yeah. determine if a person's not letting you in in that way. It's like, oh, is this even a real thing? Because I feel like. Is given very surface level. Like, exactly. Like, so, yeah. So, maybe. Where's this going? Going this? nowhere. <laughs> nowhere fast. All right. No time. Second question. How do we set new boundaries in long-term relationships? 
So it's a long-term relationship, friendship, or otherwise, something, a person who's been around for a while, and then something happens, like a change happens in the friendship. How do you set a new boundary? I feel like if y'all been friends for as long as y'all been friends, y'all should be able to have a discussion about it. And so discussions are chalk. Anybody talking about shit? It's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, shit. I don't know what else to say then. I mean, how do you set a new boundary? Sometimes I think that it kind of happens. It happens on its own. Like sometimes a change happens. Like I said, like if you have a friend who has a baby baby or becomes a mom, that's like a different boundary, but it kind of happens organically because it's like you are not mad at your friend for being a mom. And even though the friendship is changing, it's like you both are kind of surrendering to the change. But it's different if something stunty happens and now Mm -hmm. you're like, Mm, I've been friends with this person for a long time, but now after seeing X, Y, and Z, I kind of want to change something about the friendship. Either like how 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 often you how often I've slept with them, or yeah. you know. Well, I've had friends that have. I don't think you have to announce it. You have to announce it. What? Like, girl, you about to go to the bottom tier? Just so you know. No, 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 no. But I've had friends that had you know, babies that come to, you know, in the friendship, of course, that's like a new boundary. And I just learned to like adjust with it. Right. And, um, but what if something's happening and you intentionally want to set a new boundary? So not something that's more free flowing, Mm. but something happens and you're like, I feel like I don't want to, uh, see her every weekend no more. I don't want to follow her on IG. You know, like something where you're saying like you want, you know, you want to change something, but it's a long-term relationship. So it's like a person that's been around for a while. So you don't necessarily want to end it, but something about it, you want to change because you're not feeling something. I just change it. You just would just change it. Yeah. But if it's a long-term relationship and a person that you're real cool with, isn't it, isn't it a chance that over time, if you change something, they're going to start to notice or they're going to say something? If they if they do say something, then that's when I'll be like, you know. Just like, girl, it was just I it. Like, yeah, I will laugh at all. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah you blocked. Block. <laughs> you blocked, but you was blowing me because that, that, that. Like, I, I was saying, like, you was kind of blowing me a little bit, but I fuck with you still, obviously, but right. it's just like, I can't follow you on the socials. I can't do I can't. it. I can't do it. Because there's people that I know. They blow on the socials. That blow me on socials. Like, when I fuck, like, when I see them in person, it's like, oh, they cool as shit. But why do you act like this on the socials? On the like, gram. You just, like, don't have to do all that. Because you do. cool as shit by yourself, you know? That shit crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I don't. Some people I'll be wanting to see on the socials, and also if you try me to a certain extent in real life, I don't want to see you on the socials. Period. Because every day I pull up my <laughs> my feed and I see your face on there, and I feel like you tried me, bitch. I don't want to see you, and I might get over it in a month. Period. Myself, but I'm gonna put you on pause. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put you on a nice uh mute mutation. Yeah, and that's per. That's on per. That's on per. All right. Um. So yeah. Next question. How do you let someone know when you feel taken advantage of? Mm. By letting them know. <laughs> or going the fuck up. You're draining me. How I, do you... I ghost these motherfuckers. Yeah, so you no. no, it's true. You do. How do you let somebody know when they take advantage of you? So, but I feel like this Shut is different. Wait, 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 wait. You a ghost? Come on, Casper. No, it's like, it's like, you will understand why I did that when I do do it because it's like I gave you yeah because you probably chances. don't ghost people 
the way in a dirty way. Like you go yeah. through before self-preservation, but yeah, some people give cowardice, like cowardly ghosting. I feel like there's levels to ghosting. I've had, I have done that before too. Yeah, there's different types, and you know when you're doing. I have done that. You know before. which type you're participating in. I don't know how we start talking about ghosting, but right, one ghost <laughs> is just like. First of all, I feel like niggas hate me. So I've been ghosted um, in my youth, in my, in this time. But I feel like it's just, if a person doesn't feel, people feel like they don't owe you shit. So if they feel like they don't owe you shit, that's But why would you want to go, go into a relationship I've never, so I've never been ghosted by somebody like I've been in a relationship with, Thinking but it like was that. like the dating phase getting up to. Now, I still felt tried for sure because mm-hmm. it's given several months, but... One of the one of the situations I'm not even going. First of all, we can't the ghost thing. We're not even going to get into it. Yeah, all right, it. all right. But no, so so that's but that's one way. How do you let somebody know you're going to take advantage of? You ghost them. That's that's one answer. How do you let somebody know? Because <laughs> I think it looks different in depending on the relationship. If well, it's your, I, if it's I your start cousin taking advantage of you because you got to pick her up and she ain't giving you no gas. Is it your man taking advantage of you? Not treating right. Is it your homegirl? Like what type of taking advantage? Is I, don't like give a, I don't give a from you? Listen, I don't give or a fuck who it is. So how do we do I'm going to verbalize first. Yeah. I just feel like if I'm letting you know, I feel yeah. like you're taking me for granted and I, I don't like this shit. Like I don't, I don't fuck with this. Like, can you fix it? Please. You know, and if you're not doing it, I don't say I don't say please all the time because like I just feel like why are you just like why are you taking advantage of me? Like yeah, why are you? Trying Is there to- ever a moment where you've been dating somebody and it's early, so it's like you're not in a committed relationship necessarily, but you're mm-hmm. dating, and not even because dating could be different. Like you could be dating three, four different people or whatever, but dating somebody who even though you're not committed to them, there is some type of understanding. You know, like. You guys have been dating for a while. It's going well. Right. If all goes well, you could enter into something together. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever been in that phase with somebody and felt like they were taking advantage of you and felt like, mm, I kind of feel tried, but I'm trying to, how do I want to say, you know what I mean? Like, you know, sometimes I feel like we yeah. try to dress it up. I take like, mental oh. notes. Yeah. I have a mental note thing. Like, I take mental notes, like, and it starts to collect start to in my brain. Up. Yeah. And I'd be like, this is just nah. Because sometimes this ain't it. I felt like I this dated somebody, it. and I saw something, and because of where it was, I didn't even feel the need to be like, uh, uh-uh. uh. You know, sometimes you don't even want to give a lecture. You're like, it ain't even worth. It's you know, it's like a certain point that passes. I'm always giving it. It's never worth it. I'm You're never worth it. My time. Never. Like I'd some people, just you'd be like, block you. I want to <laughs> say something about this, but block. Nah, like block you. There's some people you do care enough about to be like, well, I feel like. I don't want you on my page, Blacky Yaga. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so how do you let somebody know you feel taken advantage of? Either you block them or you ghost them. That's what Nita said. You block them or you ghost them. (laughs) That's it, y'all. You should have knew you were taking advantage. You knew what you was doing. I'm not talking about this shit no more. What Trey saw was saying? Yep. Uh uh. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Now you, but I'm serious. you need to be looking at the man in the mirror trying to figure out why you ghosting everybody. Because <laughs> I can't take it. It's just mm. like I'd yeah. rather just get the fuck. I have ghost I have um blocked. I don't think I ghost. Oh, I did ghost someone. But that wasn't like it wasn't even somebody. <laughs> I feel like everybody with. has ghost somebody. It could be somebody you gave your number to and they just were saying some dumb shit for the Don't lie. Everybody has ghost somebody. 
Everybody yeah. has ghost somebody. Yeah. So don't try ghost to judge. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> judgment. Take advantage of me and you're gone and, and you're blocked and ghosted. And that's mm-hmm. it. You don't even exist. I yeah. guess I should start doing that. Blackiana. Instead of trying to explain. Okay, so next question. How can we uh, how can we address the negative or harmful patterns from my childhood trauma when they show up in relationships? Cody, Cody submitted this question, my dear friend Cody, and I just felt like he how? was at me next time. At me. <laughs> because the childhood traumas show up in your life. Like yeah. Subconsciously. Um, subconsciously, like, shit do be popping up. You'd be like, ooh. Yeah, that's kind of like, um, I haven't mastered that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't have a solution to this question. But, but how do you know? So you, so you feel like you have experienced it though. Like you've been either in a friendship or relationship and something about who your childhood, whatever your inner child self, mm-hmm. something about those wounds or healing that you needed to do presented itself in a, in a relationship. In your yes, life. definitely for sure. And when you noticed that happening, what was your immediate thought? Like, what did you like? Oh shit. It wasn't really, oh shit. It was just kind of like. It's getting real. It's getting real. I mean, it it wasn't, oh shit, but it was like, damn. Oh, like, that's deep. <laughs> yeah, like, right. oh shit, like, no, nah, it is, oh shit, because it's just like, I'm really, it's just like, my childhood really affected me. My life, this is my life out here. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, oh my God. Right. It is that moment. It's just like a little aha. It's an aha moment, so moment. that's first. So I think when it, when it does, when you start to notice patterns in yourself in general, mm-hmm. you'd be like, okay, aha moment. Unless you're just, I be trying to figure out how to work Dead that or how to be better. Like when I ha- like I just try to identify what it is that's happening right now. Like what do I feel? Like yeah, like what do what I, I feel? What's happening? I what's sit in my feelings yes. for the majority, and then I try to like find solutions, basically to, to yeah. learn how to deal with it. I guess yeah. I did a exercise um, called Heal Your Inner Child. It was like a writing workshop. And one of the activities they have for like feeling triggered, like childhood, uh, inner child triggers is it was like different questions that you ask yourself. But some of them was like, when whatever happened, happened, like, how did your body feel? Like, what were you thinking? What was going on? So they have like different activities, mm-hmm. um, lots of resources out there for things you can do to like identify. That's so cute. I mean, not cute. It's like, like super it's helpful. Cool. It's like really simple, but it's really helpful. And when yeah. you do the ex- exercises, because. How'd you find that? It was on um, Daily Um. Shout out to Daily Um. They have like lots of spiritual resources, classes, courses, all kinds of shit, articles, and that's dope. I actually had it here somewhere, my inner child journal. But um, it's like a map to understanding like your inner child self. So I usually refer to things like that because Mm -hmm. it's one chapter that's literally like triggers so you can write down all your different triggers and it's like when this trigger happens like what am i thinking how did this person make me feel what did my body feel like some people don't know what triggers are Mm. how would we define a trigger trigger is something not just it's not just an annoyance like i think it's a difference yeah everything is not a trigger it's not mm. just like oh that irritates me i'm triggered it's not really that like would trigger be like a flashback I think it's almost like a memory. It's like yeah. a, almost like a spiritual, emotional memory. Yeah, that, an, that admi- is, an emotional or spiritual memory that you have in your past it's life. associated with something where you felt 
yeah. uncomfortable or yeah where you feel uncomfortable or like an emotion or, like yeah, abandoned, an intense emotion an intense yeah. emotion that's yeah. what a trigger is it's like an instance in your life where you feel you go back to that moment where mm-hmm. you felt that emotion extremely like extreme intense emotion and that's a trigger yeah that's a trigger so it's not like oh my god i've been standing in this line for 10 minutes i'm triggered like not just no. like things that irritate us and no. most of the time the triggers are connected like everything else to your your childhood triggers make you feel so when you feel like this emotion, like this anger, suddenly. Well, whatever it is. Yeah, it's like a switch. You know when it is because sometimes you know it's a trigger because you're able to say, like, what I'm feeling right now is bigger than this actual moment. Like, sometimes you're triggered because a person is just triggering to you and they're doing something harmful or it just reminds you of something else. And you'd be like, when that person said that, I just started feeling like this flood of all these emotions that I know didn't actually have anything to do with this person. Right. But that also requires like emotional intelligence. So I think mm-hmm. part of it to answer the question is like, okay, so we have the aha moment. At some point you're going to have to do some level of self reflection. What, whether you're at that point in your life or not, that you can do that. Hopefully you're at that point, some level of self reflection with identifying whatever the pattern or whatever the feeling is. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, those things do pop up in relationships. And sometimes it's because the person is just actually triggering you. And sometimes it's like, this is a learning opportunity. This is something for me to learn. But I... Yeah, I think you should, like, really... Like, some people don't even know when they... When that happens. Like, when the childhood trauma, like, mm-hmm. that trigger. They don't know that's a trigger. Mm-hmm. They just know they're mad. You know, like, mm-hmm. they don't know that... It takes so many levels of work. To yeah, get you have to, to do places. the work to like figure. How do you get out. to the point of realizing that something that you thought was just annoying or something that was upsetting you is really connected to something deep from your childhood? Because again, this is another one of those things where it's like because I'm a person who I would like to say that I'm constantly working on myself. That's just a ABC one two three thing to me, but to another person that could be years and years down the road of when they you know when they start to really say like oh. All this time, I thought X, Y, and Z, but it was really because. Well, first you gotta acknowledge things. <laughs> you if you acknowledge, acknowledge if you don't acknowledge it, you're just gonna keep ignoring it or keep suppressing it, and yeah. then it's just like, um, it's never gonna get addressed. Yeah. So you have to acknowledge that there are certain things that you do or that you went through or whatever that causes, you need to work on, right? Yeah, and you I need to work on. Part of it too is like you have to be a big part of like spiritual journey is being able to be non-judgmental towards yourself. So a lot of times when you start to do like child work or do like real shit, things come up that don't feel good. It's like shame, embarrassment. You have to be able to like see yourself and not judge yourself because it's like you didn't do, I mean, you didn't create that. You were just right. So you have to be graceful. And that's another thing about childhood trauma. As an adult, you have to think about literally how you would parent a child. Like, mm-hmm. what are the things you would do to make your child feel comfortable? You want them to feel safe. You want them to feel secure. You want them to feel calm. You have to think about those things when you're doing inner child work because your inner child is literally like a childlike energy. And it comes out when you feel things that kids feel like scared, abandoned, like adults who are. You gave me an aha sitting, moment. Yeah, aha moment, girl. Aha moment. Yeah. Yes, with the like, you have to like treat yourself. Like, treat how your you inner child how you would treat your baby, right? Your baby. And like, because essentially, hmm. that's not your inner child is not who you are now. So you have to treat your inner child 
with things that are going to soothe that child, like make that, who is your inner child? Is that somebody who didn't, that felt abandoned? You need to do things to make sure your inner child feels secure, comfortable, loved. Like you can't be out here deal like in, in spaces that's going to have your inner child out here feeling fucking cold, hungry, scared, starving boot when you're mm-hmm. like, oh, that's not good for my inner, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's a whole nother show. But yeah, when you feel those childhood things popping up in your adult life, I think one of the most important things is just like, you have to be honest with yourself. It requires like a lot of self-reflection, honest. emotional intelligence, and people just don't have that. A lot of people don't <laughs> have people that. Some people don't have that. No, no, no. no and no, I no, wish no, they no. did. A lot of people don't have emotional intelligence. A lot of people don't even know what emotional intelligence is. First off, I'm just going to sip. Second off, emotional intelligence is a thing for people who really just think we just make <laughs> like you think it's just a buzzword like, oh, yeah, these, like, it's just out here talking talk about emotional intelligence and bloop, 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 bloop. Yeah. Uh-uh, y'all. Q&A is done. We'll be talking all night. <laughs> Q&A, we're coming back with our next segment, Hex in the City. Mm. We ain't taking no accountability around this fucking time. Mm-mm. <laughs> Poor unfortunate souls in pain, in need. All right, y'all. So we're back. We're moving into the next segment, Poor Unfortunate Souls. This is the segment of the show where, so if you're unfamiliar, first of all, Poor Unfortunate Souls, everybody knows this is the song from Little Mermaid. Ursula singing, Poor Unfortunate Souls. And she's basically talking about, <laughs> so basically just talking about people who tried it. That's that's how we're interpreting it. Mm. Um, that's how I'm interpreting it. So this segment, we just want to give give some seats to some people who need to have a seat. Mm. Um, so you want to go first or should I? Yeah. Let me go Go, first. go first. So who is your first poor, unfortunate soul? Oh, this poor, 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 unfortunate soul. I got to take a sip. I got to take a sip because. Me too. Mm. This person tried it. So I happened to be on MTV randomly. I think I was trying to like hook up my fire stick for real because I don't ever be watching TV, like regular cable TV. But anyways, so I was watching MTV. It was called Ghosted. It was some show like about ghosting. Just like they had catfish, now they got ghosting. Some big why would they have a like whole that. show about ghosting? Yeah, like I just didn't understand it. It was just basically about people who have been ghosted before, <laughs> and like they just get in contact with the person that ghosted them and ask them, "Why did you ghost me?" It's like you're setting yourself like, up to be on national TV. Yeah, like said for the world to see. Weird, but you know, whatever. If you like it, I love that it. That sounds watch triggering. That, that sounds triggering. Yeah, it's entertaining. So it was this one girl on there. She was really liking this guy. And basically they broke up and he just ghosted her. Like they broke up because he ghosted her. Like he went missing. Like and then like they got the people got in touch with the two ex-girlfriends of his and they were just like, he did the same thing to me. We were together. Long term? "Mm, A couple months. And that's how it was with well, she said eight months, I think, that she was with the guy. And he goes to her after that. And then basically they get you on the show. They got him on the show. And they got the girl on the show to like confront each other. Like she confront him about 
you know, I haven't heard from you in a year, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. I don't blah, know blah, if blah. I could do it. Like, Why would you ghost me? And he was just like, I hate you, bitch. This man, y'all. This man. This man. Oh, my God. He was horrible. <laughs> oh, my God. Several, several seats. Like, for real. He was like, probably like, he was acting the fuck out. He was acting like a 10-year-old boy. That's what he was acting. He was just like, she, were t- she was talking to him. He was just like looking down at the ground and kind of like rolling his eyes like, like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Childish. Like, Churlish. Or like, he, he, like, he was acting like he couldn't remember what she was saying. She was like, yes, like, she's like, but you don't hear what I'm saying? Like, what you don't hear what I'm saying? He was just like, you're just bringing stuff up that like happened so long ago. Ooh. And just like, such an ass. But what do you expect from somebody who ghosted you, though? To be honest, you know what I mean? Like, if somebody ghosted you and he probably did other shit, he's not gonna come on this show and all of a sudden be Jehovah. Like, no, he's but he still really be a was boy. just like an asshole, and it really, t- I felt bad for her. It's so many of them out because there. Because like I was that. just like, I felt embarrassed for her. It was just like, I mean, I can't believe you did this to yourself because you knew he was gonna get in front of his camera and try. I was like, I can't believe I was talking to somebody like you, like, gross. I was just gonna be like, fuck out of here, like, <laughs> Jumped over the. You already tried me, and now you on this camera. He was like, "When I'm done with my job, that's what I do. I just leave." Ooh. He's like, "I talk with my actions." So she was like, "You couldn't communicate." He's like, "Communicate with my actions." See, I feel like when I'm done with a job, I just leave. I was like, "This with, nigga got it." like that, less is more. Like the more you start to even like just mm-hmm. entertain whatever planet they're living on, it's like you just like. Mr. Krabs meme. It's like, the more you allow them to say, the more for crazy real, you feel. It's like, and then it's like you're trying to dig into it to, to for some understanding, but there is no understanding there. Now when I'm, yeah. Quarren Fortune, so what was this? Okay, so ghosted. Quarren Fortune, so goes to the man that <laughs> was the one that did the ghosting. What was his name? I don't even know. Well, Jackass. Jackass from Ghosted. That's from ghosted. So, okay, so one of my poor unfortunate souls in the spirit of fuckboys. All right, so <laughs> let's just go ahead and just clear the air, and y'all can judge me if y'all want, but I do subscribe to Zeus Network. <laughs> I subscribe to she Zeus She get Network. it! <laughs> so I subscribe to Zeus Network. From Jump, it was for Tokyo Tony finding love ASAP. Get up. And, Sorry, of course, for Jocelyn Hernandez Cabaret. Because y'all know. Oh, my God. Y'all know. Just give it ratchet. That's neither here or there. That's my baby girl to the end. To the end. So, when I knew she had content that oh. was going to be, and it was only two ninety nine for the subscription, you know. Just throw it in the bag. Only so, two ninety nine. Throw it in you the bag. Balling. So, I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm subscribing to get this ratchet content. So yeah, um. So I subscribed and I had it initially for those two shows. After those two shows weren't really on there anymore, I didn't really look on it. But of course, it's a lot of ratchet content on there. I feel like Mona Scott is involved heavily in Zeus <laughs> and and other people who have been on VH1. So whatever they get together and decide is entertaining. They get they put it on Zeus. It's a lot of stunty stuff. Tommy about to have a show on there. Tommy, that's my know. bitch though. Zombie I love loves Tommy. Tommy. Yeah, people love Tommy. She's a fly bitch. Like she's just a thorough ass, fly ass woman. Yeah, I saw she a photo fine as hell. Of her recently, she do was... got some, you know, issues. But we all got issues. Yeah, I, there was some. There was some parts of the show Tommy. where she had some issues. But yeah, so anyway, so Zeus Network. So I look up 
and Nakeem, actually Nakeem, shout out Ayokeem, was like, y'all seen this new show called The Conversation on Zeus? So I'm like, let me get back on Zeus. I know they had content. And I'm going there, so there's a show called The Conversation, and I'm assuming that there's going to be other conversations to follow, and this is just the first episode, but there's a conversation between Ray J and Princess Love about the status of their marriage, because, you know, towards the end of 2019, she had went live on IG and started, like, talking about all the shit that was going on in their relationship and their marriage has been on the fritz. This is meaningless celebrity gossip, but this is where we are. So they were having a conversation to talk about where their marriage was. He was going to address the cheating and X, Y, and Z. Well, that's what we thought was going to happen. So it was two episodes, y'all. And the first episode was literally 45 minutes of Ray J acting a motherfucking fool. Like, it was bad boot, y'all. Like, he came in, like, arrogant as shit. He was, like, acting like a crackhead. Like, it was like it was like he was just doing everything to, you know, when a person's just trying to stall. Like, be like, do you really want to have this conversation? Do you really want to have this moment? Mm-hmm. You don't really want to have this moment. So it's like all the bells and whistles of, like, just making the energy shifty. You know what I mean? Like, he just came in, it was shifty. But then when I actually got down to actually talking, it was just, rounds of like the I don't know it was just like fuckboy 101 it was like denying delaying projecting lying manipulating I was like the conversation was like frustrating as fuck to watch mm. and I just always thought princess love was like too bad for Ray J like I thought I just thought that she just was so pretty and that she shouldn't with him but now they have two kids she's gorgeous girl she was saying like you left you you know you were out in vegas and you were in the strip club and you brought the strippers home and he was like no i didn't she was like you did invite the strippers home you told me that he was like no i didn't she was like you told me you did she was like well did you or did you not have the strippers he was like i don't want to talk about the strippers she was like did you or did you not bring the strippers back he was like i said i don't want to talk about i'm like what like are you just it, this was one of those like fuckboy conversations where he was like, just okay. giving guilty. Yeah, it was giving guilty. It was giving and dance around the question. Dancery. That's what it's giving. And I feel like people put on shows too like, much drama in this dancery. It's giving dancery. It's like you don't really want to have this conversation, so you're just trying to find any little reason to be like mad so that the conversation doesn't happen. But that's my poor unfortunate soul. Not even just Ray J because I don't know this man personally, so whatever. Just. People who, it's a whole other episode. Just giving just gross. Narcissists. This yeah. is giving gross, yeah. So both of our, I guess, both of our poor, fortunate souls were narcissists. Yeah. Or I, people who have narcissistic tendencies, I guess. That's also a thing. That's also a thing. <laughs> if you didn't know, like, narcissists is an actual thing. And people really are like Y'all, that. narcissistic personality. It's not a great trait. It's a real, it's an actual disorder. It's not a mental disorder. It can be, it, it's a disorder, but it can't be treated. But that's a whole nother show. Um, so yeah. So we're going to do two rounds of Poor Unfortunate Souls. So you want to do yes? <laughs> we both have scammers. Um, some scammers. Man. Just, how are you out here scamming? During- I'm going to just make it simple because it still pisses me off when I talk about it. But um, basically, I ordered two items from a well-known clothing line 
on Instagram, some Instagram shit. It's a, a but she was from the DMV, you know, <laughs> trying to support. Mm. When supporting goes wrong, I when supported this chick, you know, like, you know, like, okay, she from here. Let me, you know, I like her stuff. I've been seeing her, you know, promoted before. Da 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 da. It was a sale going on, you know. <laughs> Women love sales. So I got me two items or whatever and never received. It was just like, you know, I got it, I got an email saying, you know, that they got my payment, but I didn't get, get no email email. moving forward. So, so no tracking information, no No nothing. Like, oh <laughs> so I'm like so I was like, what the my package should be, you know, so I email them, you know, I call the thing, you know. Can't get through my phone, non-responsive in the email. It was just giving like I really wanted to explain. When did you place this, this order? This chick. Huh? When did you place this order? People be scamming, girl, because it was like summer. Summer. Uh-uh, sis. Last year? Yeah, last year. Girl. She lucky I didn't expose her. She would have been sick. That is disgusting. I'm she would have been sick. But I, hey, baby girl, don't do that shit again. And 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 <laughs> that shit is just that's crazy. Like anybody that if you have a business, like be professional. But that's integrity. It's already a type of judgment or stereotype that, you know, black business owners are not, you know, on their P's and Q's and are not professional. Like, be professional about your shit. Like, that's just it. Like, that really pissed me off. I was really trying to like protect, you know, like protect. I was really trying to, you know, support. like support. And it's just like when you supporting and shit like that happens, it's just kind of like you just be turned off from like supporting. Bad taste in your mouth. Just like a bad, yeah, that shit left a bad taste in my mouth. And that is all. Yeah, that's the integrity of your brand. Because if you're out here doing something from the heart and you really care about what you're doing, you're not going to be scamming people because you care about what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, now it must be, well, you talking about last summer. I definitely had my experience. I'm, I don't know. I don't know if people are scamming, if it's just bad business practices, bad communication, but I definitely paid for a service and didn't receive it and am just waiting to receive my refund. Mm. But not even just like <laughs> scammers. I just kind of feel like people just really be scamming. Yeah, sometimes I feel like people are legit scamming and I guess whatever the other part of me that's a fool just wants to believe that you fall into that other category that maybe you were trying to scam me, but I don't know what, <laughs> bitch. But oh, what chances of yeah, that? Yeah. So I don't even. I think just another seat that we can give is just, especially in these times, like people are not really working right now. There's a lot of energy. It's overwhelming, and people are in need. Like we all need stuff. Like we all have different needs. For you to take advantage of whatever somebody's need was during this time when people's money, I mean, your money always matters, but I just kind of feel like <laughs> it matters even more. It matters even more. Like, <laughs> I never want to right now, baby. I don't know if it's an empath thing or just a human being thing, but during a time when there's a crisis or people just experiencing something, you don't want to be one of the people out here contributing to stunty energy. Like, don't you want to be somebody out here that's giving out positivity? Like, why, why do you want to be out here scamming people? Because people are miserable. <laughs> you can't. You can't. And money is like the root of all evil. And that's what people will go to the measures <sighs> to get it. Scamming. 
And you just a poor unfortunate soul. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's those are mine. You got anything else you want to add to the segment? Get my sister product. Like, do you still want it? Fuck no, I don't want that shit. <laughs> All right, y'all. So we have reached the end of this journey. Y'all have been on it with us. Mm-hmm. And um, we're gonna close out. Before we close out, I wanted to shout out, um, I know everybody's feeling pressure to create and do all this extra shit during the quarantine. And you definitely don't, you shouldn't feel the pressure to do anything other than take care of yourself. But if you are feeling a surge of creative energy, we definitely support that. I think Nita and I both are using this time to just kick shit out and Mm -hmm. do things that we've been wanting to do. So um, yes, yeah, so with that being said, Nita has some new shit for y'all. Yes, it is my YouTube channel. YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I've been wanting Kelly. Right. <laughs> Giving was a Kelly. <laughs> I've been wanting to do a YouTube channel for a long, long, long time. But I just was like, you know, putting it off or like second guessing it or overthinking it, which I tend to do. And I just stalled basically for years like I you know I did research and stuff I was like you know what I just gotta start from somewhere so right um I thought this was the perfect time while people were at home you know to create my channel and you doing like reviews yeah so it's basically in titles like you can <laughs> get DIYs it's um reviews of like products that I get my favorite products Dealing with like skincare, so it's gonna be skincare tutorials, mm-hmm. mostly um, fashion, of course, because you know, <laughs> I love me lane. some fashion. It has to be in there. That's like part of my life. So, where can so, they? What's um? What is your channel? What's your YouTube channel? It's Stony V. So it's gonna be S T O N E two Y's Y Y V capital V, and that stands for my middle name. And I'll tell you about that eventually when my middle mm, name is. Another episode. Right. So Stony V on YouTube, if you guys want um, makeup tutorial. Are you doing makeup? No, you're doing skincare. No, nah, it's going to be more skincare, skincare and, and hair. DIYs and hair. Okay. And like product reviews dealing with maybe hair or skincare. Okay. Really. So DIYs, product reviews. Story time, life t- lifestyle, story time as well. Basically, like I'm gonna be talking shit be sometimes. Yeah. So check that out. Um, I'm glad that you're doing that because. I definitely love content from you, and I like the shit that I saw thus far. And yeah, I love when my friends are creative. It's inspiring. Thank you, it's inspiring. So yeah, we're gonna we're closing out. We talked about a lot of shit today. We didn't discuss friendships and feeling uncomfortable, tension rising. How do we manage? How do we be adults? Mm, I had to get a J. That's how I handled it. Yeah, hitting a J. Um, I mean. I think part of what we can take away from it is that, like, when these things happen, these are, like, normal things. Like, when discomfort yeah, happens. it's going to happen. Tension, these things are going to happen. Miscommunications. This shit is going to happen, and, you know, it's all for a reason. You need to just Yeah, just know it's all it for a reason. You have to really figure out the silver lining mm-hmm. in the situation. And I think yeah. so pessimistic and negative about it. Because yeah. it's always a... Uh, I feel like there's always a positive positive outcome out of a negative. So, 
you know? Yeah. Sometimes you just want to, and then I think life just has a way of showing you shit about yourself. Like, you know, you know yourself, well, hopefully you do, better than anybody. So if you feel like you keep seeing the same patterns, the same trends, the same hurt, the same situations, it could be other people, but it could just be something there for you. So and if you don't know yourself and don't know who you are, what you want, I think you should use this time, just the proper, like, time. You in. Time. You're in. You're literally in the house. So, so you need to go yourself. inside of yourself. And mm-hmm. that's something that we're noticing in the quarantine. It's like, this is a lot of our distractions are removed. Mm-hmm. So we're really in the house facing ourselves and having more downtime to really like reflect. I hope. Yeah. It's a journey. I hope you ain't just posted up in the house still stonewalling. <laughs> just still like, I ain't about to I'm just in the house. It's I ain't a being journey. Better. Some it people is, are. It's the journey. It's a I marathon, not a race. Rest in peace, Nipsey. <laughs> yeah, no. So, but seriously, though, this is a time you hopefully, and to be honest, like being able to practice self-care is honestly a privilege. I think we don't think about it like that because it's just, oh, another day of reflecting or meditation or whatever you want to do. But some people don't have the privilege of being able to reflect you might be in an abusive household might be crazy shit going on you may not have a moment within the day where you could meditate or reflect or take a bath or cry or whatever you need to do so you do and that's unfortunate and if you do have the privilege of being able to take care of yourself please do so and be intentional about it um why not and if shit start popping up in your friendships and stuff make you feel uncomfortable just sit with yourself ask yourself some questions Mm mm-hmm Ask yourself why. Because don't nobody know you better than you. Yeah, God okay. is trying to tell you something. Plus, right now, um, so today, later today, the it's a new moon. New moon in Taurus. So new moon is a good time to set um, intentions for what you see or what you want over the next month um, and just for the foreseeable future. But Taurus season in general is a good time to plant seeds. It's an earth sign. So it's going to help you with like manifestation and cultivating whatever you want. Um, it's an earth element, plant seeds. We do that all the time with the new moon, but really use this opportunity to like start fresh. And if anything that we talked about from the show today, as far as your relationships or anything you're experiencing right now, Use this energy as a time to just do something new and different for yourself and start over, whatever that means for you. So continue to take care of yourselves. Um, If you're social distancing, continue to do that. Be safe. Be vigilant. Um, And thank you for tuning in to Hex in the City, our first episode. It was a key. It was fun. We love y'all. Be well. And we out. Love.